You're listening to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. This is episode 43, an encore of Making and Keeping Friends with Amelia Knuth. This episode originally aired in January of this year. It's been seven months since we first aired the episode, and this is one of our top listened to episodes. And I had the awesome experience of having a teen recognize me out in public because of the podcast, and I asked her what her favorite episodes had been. She was clearly a listener, and she had listened to several of the episodes, and she said that she loved the Making and Keeping Friends episode. And I think the reason why this episode is listened to so often is because everybody needs friends. And so many times we are feeling like we really need other people in our lives. So I think that this is such a great episode for whatever stage you're in in your life. And Amelia is... She's the cutest, and she has such awesome things to teach about how to be a great friend and how to make a better effort to make new friends. So I have really loved using what she taught me, and I feel like I've thought about her episode more than any other episode because I think it's super important. And it's hard for me. I definitely have to make an effort but I have found a lot of momentum since she's helped me learn some of these things. And it's something that pops up in my life more than any other topic. I am constantly meeting and being introduced to new people, so I am choosing to be more mindful and try to be more open to friendships because of the things that I learned. So here it is. I hope you enjoy it. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Welcome back, everybody. We're so excited that you're joining us today. So today we are talking about something that we have to do over and over again in our lives. It truly makes us happy, and it is something that takes a lot of work and practice, making and keeping friends. This is something that is a challenge for many of us and can come a little bit more naturally for some of us, but almost all of us have room to grow in this. I want to introduce you to my new friend, Amelia Knuth. She's actually a friend of my sister's, and I've heard about her over and over and just her ability to keep a lot of close friends, so I reached out to her so I could ask her a few questions about how she balances her life and how she keeps so many people as her very best friends. She actually works at an Apple store and tells me that she just loves this job because she loves meeting new people and hearing their stories. She's just the type of person who just genuinely really loves people, and not all of us feel that way naturally, but the truth is 
We are surrounded by such amazing people. And honestly, all that we have to do is to reach out and try to get to know them. She's just such a great example of taking advantage of the opportunity we have to meet people who are around us. I'm going to get right into it with her, and I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Amelia, my first question for you is, what drives you to meet and get to know other people? So I definitely am drawn to people. When people ask what my hobby is or like what sport I love, none of those things I'm like, oh yeah, this is the thing that I love to spend my time. It's literally just spending it with people. So I've always been drawn to people. I was in student council, so that was like what I filled my time with. It's literally just all people oriented on like how to help students in your school. And that's just kind of been like a part of my personality. How do you try to meet people? I don't think that when I walk in a new room, I'm like, who can I meet in here? It's not like that. It's like when I'm interacting with somebody that's new, I like try to have a meaningful conversation. What happens a lot is I end up finding like a person in common that we know. That happens all the time, no matter where I'm at in my life. It always happens that I know someone in common and that's kind of gives us common ground already. So is that I guess something that you kind of lead with is like, oh, where are you from? And then you kind of try to find how you know somebody or do you already know people's friends kind of? I'm from Las Vegas, so it's a big city, but it's also a pretty small town when it comes to knowing people. And so I think that's usually what I start with. It's like, oh, like, what's your name? And I ask them where they're from. And that's kind of like gives us the common ground or like what high school did you go to or things like that. I really do meet friends through my other friends a lot of the time. I don't know. It gives you like this trust that like, oh, they know that person and so do I. And we both know that friend. I try to put myself in situations where I know I would meet new people. So I went to a school that I didn't know anyone when I went to high school. I left from my middle school and I went to the school that was 20 minutes away and I had no friends. That's kind of how I made all my friends was because I put myself in all these different friend groups around the valley Sometimes I even like, oh, I don't want to go or I don't want to do that. But like, I know I'm going to have fun. So I kind of just forced myself to go. And even though sometimes I didn't want to go or still even now, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go, but I'm going to get myself out there. I feel like I was kind of learning how to be outgoing. My friend and I, we would set goals. We're like, we're going to meet one person at this place we're going. We kind of like go in with that. And, but just like make an intentional, it really has to be intentional. I have to go out of my way. I kind of... I've learned this like going through lots of experiences. Like how would I feel in the situation if I'm the one in the corner and I don't have anyone to talk to, I would want someone to come up to me and talk to me. I've always gone in with that perspective of, well, how would I feel if I were them right now? Something I really learned and I live by to this day is especially in high school, my friends would be so annoyed if we went to a party and they're like, Oh, this boy didn't say hi to us or this girl was rude and didn't say hi. And I'm like, you guys didn't say hi either. It's no one's job to say hi. They're not at fault if you didn't either. So I've really learned that. I have to take initiative if I want to talk to somebody. Sometimes I don't have stuff to say to people, but I really try to think of conversation. If I want them to like feel welcomed, how would I want to feel? And it just takes practice. The more you do it, you get better at it. We're all in the same kind of position though too, where we're just hoping somebody notices us and I think when you make it about how you would want to feel and if you're that person then you end up getting the same benefit too though yeah and I like I live by that 
So I feel like sometimes there's some awkwardness around introducing yourself or meeting somebody again after you've already been introduced to them. Maybe you're struggling with forgetting their name. Is there any tips you might have to get over that awkwardness so that introduction is a little more successful? I will say it's a curse and a blessing for me. I remember every person's name. I think that is helpful for how I am friends with a lot of people in my life is because I remember their name and people like when you remember their names. I don't know how I do it. It just happens. Which is awesome. Like not everyone has that gift. So I did a little research to find out some ways of how to help remember names because I do feel like this is such an important part of making and keeping friends. There's some tricks you can start doing to remember the names of almost everyone you meet. The first one is to commit to the moment of introduction. So many times when we're in an introduction, we're not fully present or paying attention. So really pay attention at that moment. The second tip is to use the three times rule. So mentally repeat their name to yourself three times when looking at their face. You can use the look, snap, connect method where you look at the person's name mentally written in your mind. Snap is take a mental snapshot of their face and then connect by using visual cues and images to connect the face with the name. Basically, you're going to make a story about how their name connects with what they look like. Another great way to fully commit to that introduction is to ask somebody, how do you spell that? And you take the time to ensure that you have the correct spelling and pronunciation of someone's name and it actually increases the likelihood of future recall. So if you didn't really hear somebody, instead of saying, wait, what? You can say, oh, and how do you spell that? And get their first and last name. It is something that does take practice, and I would highly recommend studying some great ways to remember people's names. And remember that it's important. The act of caring enough to remember someone's name is one of the simplest, subtlest, and most profound ways to show someone you care. As you're making friends, you're trying to show them that you care about them, and one of the best ways to do that is to remember other people's names. Be patient with others as you can only control yourself. You can be that great friend and make an effort to remember somebody else's name to make them feel good, but be forgiving of others when they're not quite as good as you. People don't remember names, so that's like something that I've had to learn that I shouldn't be offended. I really try not to because people aren't trying to be rude. Yeah. You have to assume positive intent about everything. People aren't trying to be rude. People aren't trying to act like you don't exist in their life. Names slip people's minds. I think that's something I really had to learn. It does make me feel better, but it's not against them if they don't. It does get easier, but I still get nervous when I'm meeting new people. If it's the cool girls in the room at the party or boys, it's still nerve-wracking no matter what. I will still go up to them, but a lot of the time it's because somebody else introduces me to them. And then I just try to make sure I have a conversation right then and try to get something rolling. That's where other people maybe fall short is that they don't make the effort right at that moment and then it can be more awkward. So that's a good tip to kind of start the conversation right when you meet somebody. What's the strangest way you've made a friend? I meet a lot of friends on the internet. I'm I didn't mean to make friends. I think that's where, just it, it, before I get into the stories, but it's like, I do not mean to make friends where I make them. And I think that's part of being a friend, that you're always open to making a new friend. I use Twitter a lot, just as an outlet, and I'll just document funny things that happen to me. 
I've used it a long time (laughs) since my freshman year of high school. So almost 10 years. It just started because my brother had one. And when it first came out, him and his friends used it as a group texting. And it's definitely not bad anymore. I had one because my brother started and I just tweeted about funny things that happened to me. Funny interactions I would have on like campus or at school or how many sodas I drank during the day or things like that. (laughs) Um, I met a lot of friends through there. So... You use social media the way that it should be used. So you're putting good and fun out there. It's a way to connect with people. It's a way to be social. So I think it's really cool that people have reached out to you and then you've made friendships through that. Yeah. Some of my best girlfriends that I've met, I had no idea who they were. So one of my friends, her and I, we met watching The Bachelor. We only knew one person at the little party that we went to. We ended up sitting by each other and she would just like say funny comments and I would I was lucky enough to sit next to him we interacted for like two hours during the episode and then later like that week I saw her on Twitter and it just happened someone had retweeted her tweet it came onto my timeline and so I followed her after that we just started interacting or I'd see things that she would put on the internet going back to social media I use it as in a way like I see what's happening with people's lives and I use that This can go back to how I make friends too. I use it to like have a starting conversation with them. I'm like, oh, I saw you did that. That was so funny. Or, oh, how was that trip? I know people post it to like, hey, this is what I'm doing. But I genuinely like to see what people are doing with their lives. And I care about that. And personally, I never feel sad that my life's not as good as someone else's because I like to post the good parts about my life too. And I'm excited to see the good parts of other people's lives. It doesn't Um, take away from the good things in your life that other people have good things. What would you say is maybe the most valuable quality that you're looking for in another friend? The number one thing that comes to me is humor. I know loyalty and like those type of things should be higher than that. Someone that we just bounce off of each other of understanding our humor. I am more of like a talkative friend than going to play a sport together. That's not my type of friendship. I'd rather be talking to them. Yeah spend a couple hours just chatting on a couch with a friend for sure and if you can be laughing your head off that's even better so (laughs) exactly I think someone that continues the friendship with me like it's not only me putting in that side of it I try to put in a lot of effort to a friendship because I I care about that person I want that back as well so that's something that I'm looking for in a friend too so Amelia served a mission in Idaho for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints And when you got back, your friend told you something that really helped to motivate you to make your friends a priority. How is it that you balance all of these really great friendships and keep them all important in your life? I don't know. A mission was like kind of like this big thing that was like you're separating yourself from literally everyone in your life. It's kind of like a restart and a refresh after you get home. You kind of like realize you're following on Instagram and who's on Facebook. These things that don't really matter. But one of my friends, when I got home, she's like, Amelia, this is the time that you need to figure out who you want to keep in your life and who you don't want to. And I was like, I understand what she's saying. But to me, all these people matter. I know life will bring people apart because people move. You're getting busy and people are dating people. Or I understand that part. But to me, I just couldn't figure out in my mind who I wanted to not have in my life. That's just something that I decided that I didn't have to do that. (laughs) So I didn't. That was a big thing. I'll never forget that. 
my friend was coming from a good place. She was saying, you get to spend time with these people that you want to spend time with. But to me, I want to spend time with all of those people. So I kind of just make it work. So what does that look like for you? Nobody should live like this, but I'm like, put on my to-do list. I'm like, I need to text this person because I really want to see them. And that's like part of my life because I want to have people in my life. And it's always been like that. As cliche as it is, it's like it does bring me happiness to be with my friends. I genuinely care about their lives. I genuinely love to know who is making them happy or who they're dating. I just love to know about their lives and be with them. That's what motivates me to be their friend. I would love to kind of hear maybe what little ways you do keep so many people knowing that you're thinking about them because that's key since you do have so many friends. I try to follow up with people, uh, like things that we had meaningful conversations about. If I am thinking about them, I definitely try to text. It's hard because when I text people, like I want to know the full, (laughs) I want to know the full story and texting just not like that. So I try to just like, I try to make, plans of that like I know plans don't really always like work out but I'm just like hey thinking about you how how are you it's more like what are you doing next week like a specific thing uh like last week I have been meaning to see my friend for so long and I knew she was home because I follow her on find my friends and I'm like I'm just gonna stop at her house probably so rude and that is not what people really want but we have that friendship that I'm just like whatever I'm driving by her house right now I'm pulling into her driveway and I just ran up we chatted for like 15 minutes and then I left From my perspective, I'm like, that was great. Like, I love seeing her and we were able to just catch up for a second. And so just kind of squeezing in time places that you can. My friend Shelby and I are friends with this other girl. She's just been on my mind so much. Every day I'm like, oh, I need to text her. I need to call her. And we've just both been thinking about her individually. So we had talked about it and I'm like, let's just bring her a soda. That was a couple months ago. We just went to her house on a Sunday night and just met up with her. Last week, she's just been on my mind so much. And I know that she loves soda. So I just sent her some money in Apple Pay cash. I sent her a dollar a week because that's how much it is a drink at McDonald's. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just thinking about you. Like, go get a soda. And I don't really do that. It's not like I'm sending my friends money all the time. But for some reason, that was something that I really had thought that moment to just do. I just really try to follow that little voice in my head to reach out and recognize how I would want to be treated as a friend. Yeah. I love that. Do you try to use social media? As far as like social media, I will try to just respond to somebody on their stories. People are posting these stories for friends to see. Sometimes I'll just respond to a quick thing. I really do try to make plans with people. I think that text messaging is a great way to quickly connect, but spending so much time on texting, like it doesn't read well. You don't get the humor that you would if you were talking. And so it's not as fun. It can kind of be a chore sometimes. So I do a lot of FaceTime because I can't be everywhere right now. But, you know, phone conversations or FaceTime or being in person, like that is everything. For yeah. me. That's what I was going to say. I use FaceTime all the time. Like even just to call my friends, I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? I use FaceTime. I love that interaction and I am a very big believer in only FaceTime. I love FaceTime. So how do you balance friends who have different interests, different opinions, maybe different standards than you do, and different personalities? You, you maybe don't spend all your time with them, but you're obviously still keeping these people like feeling important in your life. How do you deal with that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I... It is like the most interesting thing to me that that happens because 
off the top of my head, I can probably think of five of my best friends. Them and I are so different. Politics, religion, hobbies, all of our things don't match up on paper of why we'd want to be friends. But just the importance of our friendship leaves that part out. We know our differences, but we also know our similarities and what, why we're friends and the loyalty of that. We enjoy each other's company still. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that I kind of like, I decided what, how I wanted to be in high school. I decided not to drink. I didn't do drugs. That's the life that I kind of wanted to live and my standards that I set. A lot of my friends knew and respected that. I literally went to a school that I was the only religious person there which may have made it easier. I don't know. But all my friends knew that. And my good friends would go out drinking every Friday and Saturday. And it wasn't that I wasn't invited. If I wanted to come, I could come. And I didn't ever feel offended that I wasn't invited because they knew I didn't want to be that. The expectations were set from both sides to be okay. Like this is their time and they're going to go do that. And I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I really learned a lot about letting people make their own decisions. So I had to go find friends that weren't doing that. That's how I feel like I've made a lot of friends because I found different groups that brought out other parts of me. I had a group of friends that went to a different high school and that's who I would spend my weekend nights with because they weren't drinking. And so we'd go and do stuff. And then I would have my friends at school that I'd spend almost all day with until like 8 p.m. because they weren't drinking on the weekdays because I had school. So I just found different times where my standards would align with other people on those days. I think a lot of times if we have a certain standard, we think, well, we can only have friends with that standard. And the truth is there's great people with different standards than us. And if we can find something in common that maybe aligns where we don't have to lose our standards to be with them. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I've learned the most is is surrounding myself with people who think differently and believe differently. We all have so much to learn from each other. So you've shared a lot of ways of how you have invested into these friendships. Do you have any experiences where your friendships have served you well? So this summer, it was 4th of July, and a lot of my friends don't, their families aren't from Utah, so that's something that I've learned. My friends have kind of become my family, finding other friends like that. We do everything together because nobody has family to go to. We had all planned this trip to the lake. It's about 30 minutes away. I decided to drive. I had my car full. So anyway, we were driving up the canyon. It's super busy on 4th of July. Everyone's at the lake. And there were a lot of policemen ticketing people. So I drove pretty far to find a parking spot. And I felt really good about the parking spot because it was actually like a little dirt area to park in. Also, I had just bought my car a month before. And I was driving a horrible dented car before my friend she had a boot on like she had surgery so it was super far away my brother and our friend they walked back to get the car well when they got to the car two of my tires were flat no (laughs) and they're like well maybe someone just like let the air out so they rolled it down to this nearby house they found out that the tires were slashed yeah (laughs) so mad at that awful person (laughs) it was so like when my brother called me to tell me, I started crying. So the two tires were slashed, and then it was super scratched on the back of the car and then dented on the front side. <sighs> yeah, I was just so sad. My old car, if this happened to it, I wouldn't care. But we ended up getting a ride back somehow to my car. We had to call the tow truck, all that kind of stuff. These nice people let us sit at their house. I was crying and talking to the police officer. I had to get my car towed. While I was getting pulled into my 
apartment complex. My friend that lives in my apartment complex, he was recording it just because he thought it was funny that someone was getting towed on 4th of July and it ended up being me. So he posted that on Twitter. So one of my friends saw that and she's like, hey, everyone, Amelia's Venmo is this. She just had two of her tires slashed. My car was covered through insurance, but because of the dent, a deductible is $500. (laughs) It was very traumatic to me because I'm like, I don't have $500 to just put towards my And I had just bought my car. Right. You just used all your money to buy it. (laughs) Literally, I paid cash for my car. It was just really overwhelming feeling. I didn't ask anyone to send me money. My Venmo just kept having money through it, and I didn't even have to pay for any of it. People just sent me like $5, $10. One of my friends that I've been friends with forever, her and her husband, they like had just made a part of their budget where they donate $100 to people in need each month. And so she messaged me and she's like, I want you to have this and I want you to know we do this for people. And just like a lot of good people in my life and a lot of people that I never even met because people on Twitter were just sending me money and that I've been friends with through the internet. But some of them I never even met, but they were just sending me money. <laughs> So awesome. I love that it wasn't even you that posted it on your Twitter. Hey, my car broke down. I'm so sad. I did post this one tweet. I said, whoever slashed my tires, I hope that they don't pet a dog for five years. (laughs) That's a fair tweet. Yeah, that's the only negative thing I said. Okay, we're asking all of our guests, if you could give your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? I actually learned this from my friend and that, and it applies to a lot of things and I wish I would have applied it in high school more. He always would say, pull something off unless you put it on. And I like love that and I live by that. You can't pull anything off unless you're doing it. You get to decide how you are and, and how people see you. And one, something that my friend taught me too, like not everybody's going to like you when you can't decide that. And that's not something that you can be in control of. You are who you are and you get to keep making yourself better, but it's okay. Do you have one last thought to help summarize how to best make and keep friends? No, just, just remember how you would want to be treated. That really is the biggest take home for me. Thank you so much. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you like taking out with me and Amelia. I had a lot of fun learning from her. I actually recorded this a couple of weeks ago, and it has been really interesting to try some of the things that she taught me. I've definitely been thinking over and over about how I would want to feel. I've reached out to people who I never would have because I knew that I would want to be said hi to. It's a very simple thing to do, but I've felt more and more confidence as I've had success trying I love the friends that I have, and I'm so grateful for them. But I know there are so many people that I'm going to meet in my life, and if I can just make a little extra effort, I may end up making some friendships that I never would have expected to. And these friends can sometimes bring out the best parts in us, and I have seen this happen over and over in my life. I'm so grateful for the new friends that I've made that have turned into old friends. I hope you had some fun listening today. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.